All right, and joining us now is Tony Arterman of Wise Wolf Gold, and he has kindly set up David Knight Die Gold, which will take you to his website where you can buy gold and silver. He's got a community that he's put together there, Wolfpack, and uh, of course it lets him know that you come through us. But uh, it's good to have you on, Tony. It's been a real busy week financially, especially around gold and silver, hasn't it? Always great to see you, David. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I I didn't realize that uh, last time we talked between now and then the gold would hit its all time high. It, it would only break its all time high by a little. It was a hundred, almost a hundred dollars. Yeah, over its all time high. It's really amazing performance by gold in the last week. But still, way way down from if you adjust for the value of the dollar. Oh, <laughs> still way course, way down yeah. from nineteen eighty. So there's uh, still a big possible potential on the upside. And of course, what was it that uh, created that in your opinion? Well, it's the loss of purchasing power in the dollar. Um, and of course, you know, the, the financial networks uh, are, are a little bit confused because Jerome Powell's raised rates faster than any time in history's uh, Fed chair that's supposed to lower the price of gold. It did not. In my opinion, it's it really is the driving factor is central bank demand, central bank demand around the world. Uh, the growing debt of the world, and of course, the United States itself, uh, economic uncertainty, all the fear, uncertainty, and doubt drive gold, but it's demand. It's really yeah. economics 101, and um, the dollar competes with gold. That's why the United States is the only central bank in the world not buying right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is. Um, you know, the, a lot of people are expecting, as Gerald Slinty and you have been saying for the longest time, they're going to raise rates in election, uh, lower rates in election year to make things uh, look good. Uh, but I think uh, towards the end of the week, uh, they kind of got surprised. Because it looked like everybody started saying, wait a minute, he's going to do it not in uh, the summer, not in May. He's going to start maybe in, in March. And then, of course, as you point out, as rapidly as they uh, increased rates, uh, they may drop them really rapidly as well, because, the, again, Powell is not concerned at all about volatility. He embraces it because I think he's trying to push chaos out there, isn't he? Well, you're right. Election year coming up. They may not have a choice. Uh, yeah. uh, you were, you and I were talking off air. The Mises Institute uh, put out an article that uh, the money supply has actually shrank uh, since the first time since the Great Depression, faster than the Great Depression, really. And uh, that's that's insane, given the amount of money printing that's gone on. And uh, we talk about inflation all the time, but the money supply is actually shrinking, which is an indicator of a coming recession, uh, a coming crash. And I think this is what they're looking at. So there's really they may not have a choice if they want to prop up the U.S. economy. It's going to have to be monetized. And of course, you know, you talk about this all the time, David, they have to monetize the debt. And when they do that, it decreases the purchasing power of the dollar. So either way, uh, gold's going to come out out on top here. The the dollar is not going to beat gold in the long run and maybe not even in the short run. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I thought I saw an article on Kitco. uh, They were interviewing Peter Schiff and they were wondering, you know, asking, is this the, the top of the market for gold? He's like, no, this is a this is a new bull market. And I actually think it's something completely different. I think it's the collapse of a dying system. I think the stock market yeah. system, the fiat currency system, all of the debt that's been accumulated since 1971, all of that is coming home. And I think that uh, it's unavoidable. The financial elites know this. The central banks know this. That's why they're hoarding gold. I even saw that uh, Poland has has uh, added to its gold reserves. I mean, every central bank is buying at a rapid pace, and that's because there's going to be a reset. I know they. <laughs> I talked about this on my show last week. I wonder where I get this 
this uh, phraseology about a great reset. <laughs> the elites are planning this. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think did, people we didn't make that up. They made it up. <laughs> they made it up. Right. They, they keep saying it. And of course, you know, the, the people, I think, have normalcy bias. I do, too. I try to fight that every day because uh, <laughs> tomorrow's not going to look like yesterday. That's not how history happens. You know, this is not it's not the it's not the trend. So I would really I'd really be skeptical of the current financial system. Uh, if you're looking, you know, looking down the road, if you want to protect your assets, look at what the central banksters are doing. Yeah. As you uh, this, this Christmas season, as you're looking at uh, Christmas Carol, uh, you might look at, uh, you know, Scrooge's uh, business partner, Marley, and just imagine in his place. Uh, a bunch of Federal Reserve chairmen. <laughs> Behold the chains that I have forged over the centuries. <laughs> and I carry this baggage around with me. And so do you. You know, they're coming here to bring you the chains of debt that they have uh, forged with their <laughs> fiat currency. Yeah, the ghost of Christmas future is, is bankruptcy. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We look at the tombstone. <laughs> it says RIP US dollar <laughs> at the very end. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's uh, talking about in terms of money, money supply contracting is the Mises Institute article. Um, and so that's the other aspect of it as well. As they're looking at this, it's like, well, um, we've already had uh, a massive uh, upswing in oil production in the U.S. because, you know, Biden needs that kind of help. And um, and he started restricting that from the very beginning. And boy, you know, after the election, it's going to come back with a vengeance if he wins. But also, if the money supply is shrinking, they look at it and say, well, he's going to lower interest rates. He's going to go back to quantitative easing. You know, all of these things were priced into all of that stuff. And so when the reality comes home, either, you know, um, probably after this election is when it really happened. Uh, but it's really going to be uh, uh, pretty amazing, I think, when this whole thing rolls through. Uh, I spent. Yeah, I think the. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Dan, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I think as the election nears, they'll focus more on domestic. And uh, you and I have been talking about this for the last couple of years. Like, what are they doing, you know, uh, raising rates faster than any time in history? What What is their goal here? Because we could see the U.S. economy was faltering, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but they weren't paying attention to it because that's always been their game. You know, quantitative easing. They, they, the last decade has been nothing but massive money printing. Mm -hmm. So I think they'll focus on domestic uh, coming up into the election. Then after that, I think you're absolutely right. I think it'll go back to which is the, the primary objective of the Federal Reserve is to keep the world's reserve currency status. And that's uh, keep the quote unquote strong dollar, which I hate that phraseology, but that's what they use. It's a strong dollar and the world trades in it. But I, you know, I looked at some of the headlines you see uh, Vladimir Putin going and meeting with Ben Solomon and uh, in Saudi Arabia, there's there's going to be a new petro system soon. Uh, the, you know, the dollar is lost. Really, it's not even the petrodollar anymore. It's something that Kissinger set up uh, after 1971 uh, to peg the dollar to something. And they traded only in dollars. That system is dying. Yeah. And I think that that's going to be another blow to the dollar. So uh, the, the outlook is not good for the U.S. dollar. David. That, that system is going to go the way of Henry Kissinger's architect. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's, oh, you know, and we look at this, the institutions, this whole thing about the fourth turning, you know, these institutions have a life cycle and um, especially these uh, phony currencies that are out there. I, yesterday I talked about, uh, <laughs> they had an article about uh, uh, people looking at the basket of goods that uh, Macaulay Culkin's character in Home Alone got when he goes to the grocery store back in 19, early 1990s or whenever it was. Um, but I, I looked at it and they said, well, you know, last year somebody did that and they, they were not in Chicago, but they did it. 
And it came up to, instead of being $19.83, it was like 44 something. And then this year, somebody did it in Chicago and it was 70 uh, something dollars. And, and so I was curious after the show yesterday, I went back and I looked at the inflation calculators and it said, you know, you can type in uh, an amount and a year and it'll tell you, you know, what that would be today. You know, so you go into uh, 1990 and you say, what would $19.83 be or whatever the year was? And uh, and it came out to be in about 70 something dollars. And I thought, well, you know, maybe what they've got in this inflation calculator is uh, based on government data. And maybe the seventy seven dollars is actually uh, the uh, more accurate thing. And and, uh, so uh, when you look at uh, all of this stuff, it's being under under uh, estimated in terms of everything that we look at. Uh, the inflation is much, much, much higher, always has been since they start rigging these things. They rig every one of the statistics, unemployment numbers, uh, inflation rates, all this stuff is uh, rigged to make them look good in the same way they rigged all the uh, uh, COVID case numbers and everything. Every, every statistic from the government is, is based on a lot. And so the inflation rate is is really high, and it is surprising that they're able to keep this thing running as long as they have. It is more than time for it to uh, to disappear. I want to ask you something that's non-financial because um, uh, Travis said that um, you really love the, the book Truth is a Lonely Warrior, which uh, uh, somebody mentioned earlier in the program. And um, th- tell us a little bit about it. I'm not familiar with the book. You and Travis know it, but I don't know it. It was written by my friend James Perloff. I've had him on my show many times. Uh, he used to write for the John Birch Society. Uh, just a, a, an amazing guy. Uh, really smart. Uh, lots of research. If you ever have him on your show, David, he brings books on the show. Like he'll reference in real time what he's talking about. And uh, Truth is a Lonely Warrior, just a magnificent book. Easy read. And it opens up with Pearl Harbor and the events leading up to Pearl Harbor. And there's so much scholarship. You mentioned the, the, the Tolan book. Uh, it's called Infamy, I believe, uh, written around 1980. I remember the story about that, uh, that uh, Barbara Tuckman, who wrote The Guns of August about uh, the opening of World War One, she was an, another, uh, you know, historian of the time. And, and Tolan was a, you know, uh, he was a court historian, was welcomed into all the establishment uh, historic, historian circles. And he wrote Infamy. And uh, Barbara Tuckman said, oh, he's a Nazi. <laughs> you know, so if you would, if you even dispel any of the myth of the quote unquote good war of World War Two, uh, then you're, you know, some kind of white supremacist or anti-Semitic, all these things, all these uh, slurs that they throw out. But, you know, the scholarship is overwhelming. I love the, the opening of the show this morning going over that because we are you know, this is December 7th. Mm-hmm. And it's really looking back. I mean, all of the foreknowledge is absolutely criminal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Japanese attacked us. I mean, it's not it's not technically a false flag. It's just that we let it happen on purpose. It's known as a Lee hop. Yeah. And Franklin Roosevelt, not not only they had they cracked the Japanese code, it's called purple. They cracked they cracked the code. But they but he also had cables that were intercepted. There was congressmen that that contacted him. And one of the most damning pieces of evidence is the daughter of the head of the Red Cross. That was uh, she later testified and and did an affidavit that says, you know, my father told me this story. They called him into the White House the day before and said, we're going to need you to ready all of your people because there's going to be we believe there's going to be an event uh, in Hawaii. And so um, and he kept that with him till his dying day just because of patriotism and, you know, all, all of that just swirled around, like having that foreknowledge. So they knew uh, and they may not have known the exact minute. But they absolutely did know. And of course, uh, it was Admiral Kimmel and uh, General Short 
uh, they both uh, wanted a court martial mm-hmm. and they asked for it and, and, uh, and got it finally. And uh, of course, at the end, uh, the, uh, the jury uh, just got so angry that they heard all that information. They just dismissed it. <laughs> so they, they wanted that court they, they, and the establishment wanted the, uh, the, um, to have statute their of limitations court. to run out. To have so they didn't want them to have, be able to have the trial, but they asked for it. That's right. It is truly amazing. And again, it is important to tell that story because everybody sees that as our good war, our just cause. And, and you understand that even in that, uh, how, how they use people, how they lie to people and how many lives were lost again, about the same number of people as nine uh, 11. I hadn't really thought about that. Uh, and, and it truly was amazing. Uh, even as I was talking about, uh, the New Zealand data leak, you know, 2,700 people killed in Gallipoli, Gallipoli. And, oh um, uh, and, and so you look at that, you look at, um, you know, around 3000 people, they, that is a, a massive, uh, number of people to die. And that's the way they can kick off these wars and get people behind them. And they use that. So the question then, you know, is, um, well, what's, what's up their sleeve now? You know, we know they're going to do something. And uh, that's why everybody needs to be uh, aware of this on the lookout. Don't be naive. Don't think that these people are on your side. (laughs) No, they're not on your side. The enemy is amongst us, you know. (laughs) One of the one of the most grotesque things I ever heard uh, one of the Bushes say was George H.W. Bush. And I think he was down in Pearl for like the 40th anniversary or something like that. And he was speaking and he said, uh, you know, this is an anniversary of. Uh, the Japanese, uh, their aircrafts coming in off, off these aircraft carriers and their wingman but in the America First movement. Their wingman was the America First movement. Mm-hmm. And he, and same Lincoln, thing that Austin is saying now, right? Yes. Yeah, essentially the same thing. You know? Absolutely disgusting. Yeah. You know, the America First movement has been demonized. It was demonized for many, many, many years. You could even say the phrase mm-hmm. without getting linked uh, to some sort of racism or you know, anti-Semitism or something like that. And, uh, you know, they had uh, Charles Lindbergh, uh, the Lone Eagle, a young JFK was part of the America First movement. America had had enough. We didn't want any. We'd had the, the war to end all wars. You know, just 20 years before you'd had uh, World War One and lost 150,000 troops and hundreds of thousands wounded for what? You know, the uh, to make the world safe for Hitler and Stalin. So America didn't want anything to do with another European war. And Franklin Roosevelt, much like Wilson, you know, Wilson ran on the slogan. He kept us out of war in 1916. And Franklin Roosevelt uh, had that famous saying, I've seen war and I hate war. And your boys aren't going to be sent to another foreign war. That's the first thing he did (laughs) when he got elected to a third term. So, uh, you know, we have to be vigilant. They want war. It's the health of the state. Yes, uh, I, I, this is this is what it all tracks back to is is the 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 warfare state. That's how they prop up their system. That's right. Yeah. And we've seen this, you know, again, uh, you look at the fourth turning Strauss and Howe said every time we have this massive restructuring of society about every 70 to 80 years, it's always accompanied by economic unrest, which you and I are talking about. And then usually by war, because that's how they really do reset everything is by war. And uh, so we can expect that to happen uh, this time. Uh, we can do everything that we can to try to keep that from happening, but it looks like it's uh, cooked into the books. And I think one of the things that they're going to do with this restructuring of the financial systems, of course, and, and this is where I keep coming back to it, is a CBDC. That for me is, you know, I, I look at all this stuff and and you know, when it comes to investments, I've not really ever been uh, somebody who uh, paid much attention to investments because I just figured that the game was so rigged, as we all know it is with everything. They rigged the price of everything, stocks, gold, silver. 
But uh, this is the the thing um, that is the, at the center of it, and that is the the CBDC and this global push to do that, and and the fact that um, you know all of these governments are aligned on all of these different agendas, just like they were for COVID. They're aligned on this financial agenda for CBDC, and that's the thing that really concerns me, and that's what I really see the value of uh, metals that are real money that are private that you know. Um, I see the value of that as opposed even to something like uh, Bitcoin, where they can go back and they can trace that. I mean, why are they getting so many different IRS agents, right? Is it so that they can track everybody down? Uh, you know, I don't know, but it, I, that's what they're here to help. Me. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're here, here to help you with your accounting. <laughs> those, those 87,000, an army of IRS agents, they're here to help you just in case you, you didn't add correctly. <laughs> They actually had a guy with the Department of Education actually quote Reagan on that saying, that, you know, I, I just tell him what Reagan said. That we're from the government. We're here to help you. It's like, we're here to help. Right. So he's, he was saying that's the, you know, the nine most words. frightening words in the English language. Yeah. 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 Well, if you thought if you thought Kevin uh, checking out at the grocery store in 1989 was quaint, you should check out the price of his house now in Chicago. I was thinking about that while you were talking. Oh, you yeah. talk about a real inflation. You should we should price the, the, that house. I wonder what was that? What, a four million dollar house now? It's yeah, not even affordable to, to anybody in the uh, upper middle class. I mean, that, yeah. those days are long gone. Yeah. You know, those, those days of being able to afford anything like that are long gone. You have to, we're creating two, really just one, uh, one system, a caste system, and then an upper elite above yeah. that, you know, and uh, that's what, that's what they want, David. And I, and in my opinion, you talk about the central bank digital currency. Well, you got to build back better. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. We're going to build back better. Don't you worry about that. This is everywhere around the world. These everything's floating on massive seas of debt, like we've never seen before. I'll have to. I wish I had it. I'd pull it up for you. If you look at the amount of debt since 1971, when the U.S. went off the gold standard worldwide, it's up into the right. It's it breaks all the like from the time of like recorded history. It shows like worldwide debt, and it just floats along. And then 1971, it just goes off the charts. And I, have, I need to bring this on the show sometime. I found this about six months ago. And I think, stick. wow, that's insane. I've never tracked that. It's so a hockey stick, to, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's like the hockey it's stick. It's the real hockey stick. It's not the phony one that uh, Al Gore was trying to sell us with CO two. This is the real <laughs> hockey stick. This is the one that goes to the Federal Reserve. That's central right, banks. because every central bank has to monetize it. So it's always just about money printing because it's all fiat currency. Well, in my opinion, I think they know that's why you don't have fiscal hawks anymore. Nobody's talking about uh, balancing the budget. They talk about taxing you, but that just really comes from the billionaire overlords. They want you taxed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't want any competition. They're trying to stop the game where they have all the chips. And in my, this is what, you know, in my opinion, what they're trying to do uh, to solidify their rule and their power. But they're going to use that the collapse of the current system to bring in the new, which is the digitized system. Mm. And I, you know, I, I'm a fan of Bitcoin. I like decentralized uh, tokens that, that are on a completely se- separate system. Um, but the technology will be used to bring in this utterly evil thing, which yeah. is central bank, digital currency, absolutely right. satanic. And, and, and of course, you know, there's a, the big thing at cop 28 over the weekend was uh, we've got to have carbon taxes. And uh, so how are they going to how are they going to tax you with a carbon tax? Well, they will do it by uh, keeping track of everything that you've bought for the month. I'm sorry, you know, this extra tax on this thing. And, uh, you know, this is going to be that's going to be folded into the CBDC stuff as well to keep inventory of of your quote unquote carbon usage. And as I said, that, so since we don't yet have an official global government, we have a de facto global government. 
but you know, since uh, who are we going to send this to? Who are we going to send the car? Are we going to send it to Klaus? Um, are we <laughs> who gets the text? And it looks like they're going to send it to Africa to a lot of third world dictators who will take a cut and then use it to uh, buy stuff, quote unquote, buy stuff from uh, billionaires. Whether they build it or not, who cares? I mean, it could be like the China Road and Belt Initiative where nothing gets built or if it gets built, it's shoddy and falls apart, but they get the money, right? And so it's going to be a big, it's going to be a money laundering thing. They're going to launder it through a bunch of third world uh, dictators in Africa is what I think they're going to do with this carbon tax. But I think they're going to, it's an essential part of that is to um, have a, a CBDC. They can put taxes on certain activities and, and collect them like a sales tax or something, but it's ultimately it's going to be uh, the argument for the CBDCs. That's why I think we've really got to shoot down this uh, climate thing. It's just uh, it's, it's the MacGuffin that's going to, that all this stuff seems to be hanging on at the moment. If not the, you know, the, the, the uh, pandemic panic, it's going to be the uh, long-term takedown has always been focused, I think, on the climate stuff. But they're coming after us, you know, with all this stuff. Yeah, all, all manufactured, yeah. the climate it tied is. to the scandemic uh, used for their control system, which they want to digitize. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not uh, I know that it's coming. I know that they have it planned. Uh, I'm not for certain that they'll be successful. I see that the cracks in the system all around us. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a little bit optimistic lately, just looking at how stupid they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, I know a lot of it's on purpose and some of it's an act. But you talk about the fourth turning. Isn't Biden just a doesn't he embody that? Yeah, you know that he he was born, uh, you know, the year after the last end of the last uh, fourth turning, mm-hmm. uh, and then we have this dunce, you know, this he's just uh, a void of any this vacuous man who has nothing going on in his head except corruption yeah. and uh, doddering old fool, and that's that's what this looks like. It's a collapse of the of the current system. All the institutions are decaying, mm-hmm. and uh, they're going to us- try to usher in this new control grid around the world and consolidate. You know, this is what war is used for. Uh, to consolidate uh, regions and, and push people into new zones and all the rest that they're doing. It's creative destruction, uh, but they're also stupid. Uh, and it reminds me, it's, you know, Pat Buchanan talked a lot about his uh, time serving Reagan, and they went over to Reykjavik uh, to meet with Gorbachev. He said they, were, they got into this meeting room and all these old Bolsheviks and communists came in and they just seemed so old and their bones creaked and they just looked, you know, and there's Reagan, you know, for all his faults. He was sunny and, you know, went out to California and had been an actor and just had a, a personality. And there's all these old Soviets just drawn and gaunt. They offer no vision, too. It's like Yuval Harari with the World Economic Forum, David. You know, you're a hackable animal. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why we won the Cold War is godlessness. They offered no vision. And, they, and, and they're going against what what God designed us to do, which was to be like him, which, to, which is to create something. Mm-hmm. To be productive, to be fruitful, communism, which is really Satanism uh, in, in the third dimension, is what is used by these, these controllers to control people and, and, of course, to create envy and all these other things. But it doesn't work. It's the same thing baked into this system uh, with globalism. So I, I'm optimistic, but we have to remain vigilant because all of these, these events, whether it's the loss of the, of the petrodollar or the world's reserve currency status, economic uncertainty will be used to usher in. You know, never let a good crisis go to waste. That's why you and I talk every week, because mm-hmm. it's important. It's not, you know, investment's fine. And I, I invest in my own company. So we all invest in something. But to me, having physical gold and silver is what really is a bet against this entire system. Yeah. You can do that now, thanks to Gerald Ford, uh, who, signed, who overturned Franklin Roosevelt's uh, executive order from 1933. So only since 1974, David, could you own physical gold and silver 
and I think it's just a great, it, it's still, even with it breaking its all time high, it's still a, a cheap uh, commodity in my opinion. Oh yeah. 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 You're talking about the, uh, the old Soviet union. And, and I remember seeing that as well. I mean, I wasn't in the meeting with, uh, <laughs> Pat Buchanan, but you know, you could see it, you could see that these old, uh, the, this, um, you know, the, the institution of, uh, the Soviet union was just old and corrupt, uh, just like, uh, the West is right now. And, uh, especially America. And that's one of the things when I first came across the fourth turning, I thought, wow, you know, I had noticed it was 72 years, went from 1917 to 1989, and then they had to restructure uh, things. And uh, they were not synchronized uh, with the rest of the world, but now everybody's pretty much synchronized on that. And uh, so, you know, it's a, that makes it yet another uh, more dangerous thing. But it is that, you know, 70 to 80 year time period. And, and I thought uh, several other, you know, looked at it in our own history, you know, looking at it from um, uh, our republic until the time we had. Um, uh, the civil war, you know, four score or so years. And then same type of thing, 70 to 80 years. You keep seeing that over and over again. So this is a very dangerous time. And, uh, again, it's time for people to prepare individually and especially financially. Tell us a little bit about what's going on at uh, wise wolf. Well, we're busy. I'm about to, uh, to leave Denison to head up to, to Branson, work with my crew up there. We've been uh, supplying Wolfpack, and that's one of the reasons I have this office here in Denison, and uh, I have a house here. I, I, I'm near the trading floor so I can pick up supplies. That's really what the name of the game in the, uh, the coming years is going to be who can get supply of, the, of gold and silver. It's not as ubiquitous as you might think. Yeah. Uh, even, since 2020, it's been harder and harder to source. I can still get product now. It's, it's, it's decent. But any kind of any kind of uh, break in in the in the normal uh, system right now would really put a squeeze on it. If you start, if, if a lot of big with the whales start purchasing in the uh, the common market, and it's going to drive the price up, and there's going to be more and more scarcity. So it's one of the reasons why we you know we guaranteed Wolfpack, um, and I I said I will always have some. If if I'm alive, if I can if I can uh, breathe air, I'm going to have a supply in Wolfpack. So. Um, <laughs> Wolfpack's another way that you can just have a monthly membership uh, that we uh, find and source your product for you. It's usually going to be a mix between gold and silver. You can go to davidknight.gold. And a lot of those products I put in Wolfpack are things that I buy myself, like what I would buy for me. And because I, I, I'm interested in that. So it's fractional coins, uh, small gold bars, things like that, that you could use in a real world scenario, it's not only that, but you get, I mean, there's a lot of variety. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things that we're really pushing right now. And uh, David Knight.gold, and there's a promo code. If you use the promo code 1776, you can get uh, free constitutional silver. Um, so yeah, be, be sure and check that out. And of course, if you want to just have a direct buy, just we don't discriminate on uh, purchasing. <laughs> I, I've, I, I ran into that as a young man and uh, that's never going to happen with my company. So we respect all purchases, uh, small and large, and we can fill any order. So davidknight.gold, absolutely. Just uh, bet against right. the system. Yeah. Yeah. You may not be a whale, but you can at least be a dolphin and be smart about it. Right. That's right. Uh, and, you know, typically I look for things that are, I just point out in a, in a crisis or something going to be negotiable and not have, a, you know, some kind of a, a coin collection thing. But I imagine uh, with Christmas coming up, you probably got some of those types of things or they're available, right? At uh, Wolfpack. Some kind yes. Of and thanks for mentioning that. We've got, yeah. we've got Christmas, Christmas rounds. I just put out uh, the ins on the Instagram. We've been put out uh, in Facebook. We put out some reels showing our, our Christmas rounds. Uh, so we put out gold backs are going to be put into the system, um, but you can also make one-time purchases. Mm -hmm. uh, we've reset that on Wolfpack 
and uh, if you go through the davidknight.gold link, you can go and, and click uh, just if an Alpha Wolf package. If you want to do one time, you can do one time. We had uh, Kenzie put together a really cool uh, mystery bag of 90% silver and other rounds and things. Hmm. Uh, and we give you a detailed invoice, but it's, you know, we choose another mystery bag for you. You can do that uh, at, uh, at davidknight.gold. So, uh, all kinds of great stuff. And the kids package for Wolf Cub is 35 a month. So lots of fun there. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Something that's commemorative like that at Christmas time, that can be something can really help get a kid uh, excited about that. And it can be something that could be uh, of uh, real practical use in the future. <laughs> so thank you so much, Tony. It's always great having you on. Thank you for your support of the program and uh, setting up davidknight.gold. Thank you very much. Thank you, David. <laughs> The David Knight Show is a critical thinking super spreader. If you've been exposed to logic by listening to The David Knight Show, please do your part and try not to spread it. Financial support or simply telling others about the show causes this dangerous information to spread farther. People have to trust me. I mean, trust the science. Wear your mask. Take your vaccine. Don't ask questions. Using free speech to free minds. It's the David Knight Show.